another episode, Sugar Shane. Where you been, Rick? Man, that's like the the reoccurring question of everything that I'm I'm getting right now is what are we doing? Where have we been? What's going on? And it's it's been hard to kind of talk about all that stuff, man. We had a lot going on. I haven't. It's it's been so long. I'm starting to develop calluses on my hands because <laughs> I have nothing else to do I but play you. guitar. Well. We, we have had a lot going on, and we've had that question quite a bit on our, our Instagram and direct messages and emails of people that have, have asked, you know, hey, where's the podcast been? What, what's going on? What are you doing? Uh, short answer out of all of this, man, we've been busy. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we're, we're going to dive into a lot of it, but we've got some really cool guests with us, returning guests, Mr. Kyle Cheeseman, which big change with you, too. We're going to dive into all yeah. of that. And then we got Mr. Ian Hillett right here. <laughs> Been a go, long time, huh? Go back to the glory days of Dade City and Sponsor Cup. And we're going to talk about what we had going on at that time that we didn't even realize. But Ian, it's awesome to have you here. It's first time being in the Legends room. And I know you are uh, you got that leg back over a motorcycle again right now. Yeah, I've been riding a lot. And uh, yeah, man, this place is awesome. First time I've been here and... I love all the memorabilia, and it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, well, we're going to get into some of that stuff about what we had going on. But, you know, to answer the, the Sugar Shane question, which has been the probably the, the most recent asked question that we've had on some of our different stuff, you know, between just work and some some land acquisitions <laughs> that I guess we got to go into. You, you got and, a big red new toy. Yeah, we, well, we got to. Busy with that. We got a, a bunch of different things to talk about, and then, you know, we were going to do a podcast, and Tyler Kasha, with one of his 17 kids, had birthday parties. So, I mean, it's just logistics and timing, man. It's been... 17. It's been a whirlwind tour <laughs> yeah, going on. He here. had to get an excursion. He has so many now. <laughs> yeah. That thing sits like nine people. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's been a lot, man. But, yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, the work at the, you know, my, I, I call it my real job is the, the drill shop. So, we've been full steam ahead there and, and all the boys at the shop and everything we've had going we've just been super super busy and um, at the beginning of july we had a pretty big uh, change in the future mx program so we'll get into some of that stuff too but man what a what a time that's been over the past you know i think it's almost two months now since we've actually put out a show so i apologize to all the people that wanted to see one i mean the people that want to hear one and see What's going on with us? I, mean, I, I must not have any fans because nobody's asked me at all. <laughs> What's up with the podcast? N no one. Well, we'll have to up your up your cred, your street. Like if y'all don't like me, just write in and get me kicked off the show. All right. Write <laughs> <laughs> in. You know, email, uh, DM, whatever. Send a letter. Send a letter to <laughs> RJ. I, I would say the most stuff we get is probably on our future MX uh, Instagram and Facebook, as the people that do the direct messages on Instagram, which we appreciate. And you know, hey, I try I try to respond and answer to every one of them. But yeah, we've we've had quite a few people asking, you know, where's the podcast and yeah. A friend of ours that's already been on one of the show, Brad, with 402 MX, yep. I met with him yesterday, and he was like, man, where's the podcast been? You know, he's listening to it in his dozer when he's out there doing track work, and I'm like, it's coming back, I promise, I promise. We didn't, we didn't intentionally stop it. It's just the fact that we've been that busy, and, you know, I, I think most of the people here can validate. I mean, when we say we've been working seven days a week, we have truly been working seven days a week. I mean, even today... Uh, you know, I was meeting with electricians this morning and mowing property and 
basically stopped right at the last second to come straight here and do this podcast. So I, I'm, I apologize to the people that wanted one, but you know what? It's here. We got another episode kicking off, so let's get into it and let's, let's go. But I would say probably the biggest breaking news that we have as far as the Future MX goes is now we have the Future MX facility. Really? Yeah. Beginning of July, nice. we ended up uh, securing a piece of property. Obviously, I've been out of the loop. That's, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we don't even have all of the, the details figured out of all of it yet. So, I, you know, the specifics of it's going to be hard to explain. But, you know, the big picture is, is one of the, the reasons why Mr. Kyle Cheeseman's here is, you know, the members of Future MX has grown and we've got more people involved right now. And we ended up acquiring a piece of land, you know, 40 acres at the beginning of July that was already an existing you know, track and, and not necessarily a facility, but an existing outdoor track, existing supercross track has some buildings and stuff like that. So, you know, we are going through the process right now of, you know, getting, getting that kind of revamped for us, uh, which I don't even know what that means just yet. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what's your, what's your goal with this? I, I don't, I haven't even had time to think. Just to get it cleaned up and looking nice. Yeah. I mean, right now that's what I've been doing all day today is mowing. Nice. Uh, so I've, I've been on the mower and, you know, Kyle's been out there, you know, working on stuff and trying to get things up and running, but this is all so brand new to us and trying to figure out details. I mean, Kyle, we met yesterday and we were out there yeah. and, you know, we're, we're trying to work through how, how is this going to work and how are we going to do, you know, what we can with the property? I mean, everybody thinks you get a track or buy a piece of land and you got a track next week. No. Yeah. And drainage, all the other things that you don't yeah. even think about. Yeah. I mean, was it, was there an existing track there already? There was an existing track there already. Um, there's a, a full professional grade supercross track, outdoor track. It's got full irrigation on the supercross track, which is, is pretty cool. Um, but you know, just trying to figure out how all that's going to work and do it. You know, we had a great meeting with Hernando County. I can't thank them enough, uh, to be able to meet with them. So, you know, we have to worry about some of those details as, as far as, you know, permitting or what it may be. And, and we haven't really mapped all that out yet. So, I mean, right now it's more of getting burn piles and down trees and mowing and, and getting things restored. And I mean, we've seen water pipes, <laughs> a lot of water pipes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just trying to get through all that stuff. But, you know, just like Ian said, I mean, the amount of people that have already found out and called and, you know, the very first question is, you know, when can we come ride? And, you know, it's like, well, we don't even have a track together right now. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, we're the, not even. The track was there, but to bring it back up to operation, oh, yeah. you know, it's take some work. So Kyle here is involved with that. Oh yeah. So Kyle, Kyle came on board with us. And like I mentioned, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago is that, you know, trying going through all of this change and bringing, you know, we've got more members that are part of the team now. Kyle's one of them. Uh, obviously, Brian, who's been with us for a long time, he remained and he's still there. But, you know, we've got a few others that are that are involved and in just trying to kind of learn what everybody's role is and, and how this is all going to function. is It's very new. You know, when you bring more people, you know, involved in, in an operation of something, I mean, just like with the team, you know, right now we've got Aiden who's on his way back from Unadilla, got hit in the face with a rock, but... He's on his way back from Unadilla. We still have two more rounds of outdoors. Then we got to determine, you know, well, what's our plan for next year? Uh, Loretta's just finished. You know, Drew and Carson both went up to Loretta's. And uh, Kyle, you were at Loretta's. I was going to yeah. talk about that, you know, in a little yeah. bit about how muddy and nasty it was up there. But 
I, know, I noticed his socks were still wet when he walked in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little squishy, <laughs> little squishy in the yeah. shoes. There's always one mud moto a year, but it sounded uh, excessive this year, huh? Yeah, I mean this. I mean they were talking about it. You know, the announcers, everybody. We we've, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, three straight days of just pouring rain all day long was just yeah something that was unheard of there yeah usually a day here a day yeah. there but to have it consecutive like that you know and i and i, I want to get into the loretta's thing too because i do have a topic that i wanted to bring up about this you know the whole cut in the 50s thing oh yeah i think that's uh -huh. a, that's a good debate to have it's a hot topic it is i actually talked to one of the 50 parents that was at the race last what night. do you mean cutting the 50s out of the program they were cutting one of their motos oh okay yeah but I, we'll get into that but just to, I want to wrap up on the whole facility thing with, with what Sugar initially brought up, but uh, to let everybody know and the people know that, yes, you know, FutureMX did buy the facility or buy a facility. Uh, we're going to call it the FutureMX facility. Uh, we're still working on the details of how it's, you know, going to run and function. So once we know more about those fine-tuned details, we'll go from there. But, you know, right now, even yesterday, uh, you know, Kyle and I met out there with, with Brad with 402, which is going to come in and kind of revamp that Supercross track, which he's the one that built it initially, uh, the current existing Supercross track. But we'll have the Supercross track, the outdoor track finished up here, you know, shortly. Uh, I'm not going to set any timetables on it, but uh, even Benji went and rode yesterday just the little portion of the track that is done, which I would say right now is probably, I don't know, what, 30% done, maybe yeah. 35 Yeah. So, you know, he went and kind of ripped around that little area and man, we have, we have got some beautiful, beautiful soil out there at that Best place. Best dirt in the South, baby. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The, mm. dif the difference and change between the different types of clay, between red clay, black clay, sand, uh, you know, kind of going into some organic in and out of some shade. The other thing for me that's huge out there is the elevation change. Yeah. I mean, trying to teach a rider when when we have certain parts that kyle's already built out right now when you're trying to, to teach someone how to break under a downhill deceleration you know it's it's different than flat right so a lot of the places around here which i mean i'm not knocking any of them but i'm just saying that that's one thing that we have is trying to learn how to accelerate uphills and decelerate downhills while making turns and hitting obstacles there's there's nothing I've seen like it. I can teach you. I know you can. I grew up in Glen Helen. <laughs> yeah. So the, in Florida, these, we're, we're, these hills are small compared to Glen Helen, right? Yeah. But, but still, for Florida, it's good. For Florida, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, most of the tracks we think about that's that's in our area, which there's a lot of great tracks in our area, and, and credit to all of them too. But I think one thing that's going to be an elevate uh, separate. Well, that's part of the natural landscape too. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the natural landscape and off camber turns and and you know, uphills and downhills and trying to, to learn how to manage those. I mean, yesterday Benji did a very short stint on the track and went, <laughs> went down cause he's, he's not used to it. I mean, it's, there's not anywhere that I know of that you're going to get that kind of training. So I, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, once we get more on it, then, then we'll go from there, but let's go into this whole Loretta's things. Cause it's the most recent yep. amateur race that's just been completed. And for us in the amateur world, even in the team side of things, our, what we consider rider contracts usually start around October, November, and they pretty much end at the end of August, which is, you know, falling off after Loretta's. So for us right now, that's kind of what we consider to be the finale or the biggest race of the year for us yeah. as far as team side goes. And I know a lot of people struggled with the weather, but Kyle, you were physically there. This is the first year and I think three years, Shane, that you and I didn't go. Yeah. I think we've gone the past three or four years in a row. 
but this year, you know, with the, with the, <laughs> but program, I didn't, <laughs> I know, especially now, cause we were going to take the semi up there. And then obviously with the acquisition of the facility that kind of changed everything, we're putting a lot of, you know, financial and, and even time commitment into the facility to get it up and going. So it just didn't make sense for us to be able to take the semi up there. And now after watching the weather the whole week, I'm kind of glad because could you imagine just I mean, pulling it out yeah. with the tractor, right? Yeah. And you have 20 people going oh, in, in and out of it every day, just covered in mud. Oh, that would have been brutal. Who's but, cleaning it? Yeah, yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> You'd still be cleaning it right now. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are still trying to clean yes. from Loretta's. But yeah. Kyle, you were there. Give me, give me your skinny from Loretta's. Honestly, the, the week started out really good. The, the weather, the dirt, the track was – they prepped the track a lot different this year. Uh, There's a lot of mulch in it. A lot of, it had some really good moisture. The ruts were, were deep. And then, you know, as everybody knows, all, all hell broke loose. Yeah. I think it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night into Wednesday. Um, changes some things yeah man it just it started and you know the first day you know i don't think we touched the track before noon or 1 p.m i mean we sat around all day long and did nothing it poured rain destroyed the pits destroyed the track i think one one of the messages that came out from mx sports didn't it say like we're not even going to resume racing until 2 p.m or something yeah yeah i mean we just literally sat around all day I mean, and everything at loretta's is like a pre-set schedule yeah. so that just yeah. Yeah, it, everything it starts off. super early so like yeah. how the heck are you supposed to reschedule all that without uh-huh. however many motos they have were they yeah. just cutting laps cutting time they cut time originally um and then later in the week they ended up cutting time again um because we just kept having to hold at one point i went up there for an 8 a.m moto um, you know, for one of the kids I had up there, we kept going and lightning delays. So I didn't leave the gate until 945. We sat up there and did absolutely nothing. For almost two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And they finally sent us back after we're soaking wet. That was when the skunk, I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. The skunk made its way through the staging area. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we sat up there and then they sent us back. And yeah, it was like 2 p.m. before, you know, we ever got back on the track. It was just a disaster. You know, like I said, nobody... Nobody up there had really seen anything like it to just sit did, around. Did anybody get a refund? No, absolutely. Come on. Man. <laughs> I'm just wondering, man. Well, so let's go into that, though. Because <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> they, they started talking about cutting time and cutting laps. And then, you know, all over social media, you hear the blow up that they start talking about cutting the third motos of the mini bikes. Yes. And apparently, which I wasn't there, but apparently a lot of the parents were upset. And I want to know. They stormed the castle. I want to know what your what your opinion is uh, of that. I'm not sure many of the 50, 50 parents are going to agree with me. And I was actually talking to 50 parents when I was up there. And I understand they all spend the same amount of money. They take the same time off of work. They're, they're there for the same amount of time. And they only get to ride one class. So they're already down um, on ride time. But what they were fighting for was pretty much what they got. They rode pretty much at dark 7 p.m 7 30 p.m on saturday in the mud cutting a section out of the track didn't get the start off the gate and these were all things i was trying to explain to them when they went up there and they were freaking out i'm like those bikes physically cannot make it around the track i understand you guys are upset right but they can't do anything about the weather right but they know what they're doing they've been running for loretta's for how many years yeah. i mean you may not like the answer but when we got down there for 7.30 and the sun's down past the trees, there was more dads complaining then that it was BS than 
the ones who stormed the castle, you know. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, it was the same parents. Yeah. Same parents went up there, complained, and the same parents came back down. They had a, they painted their line for their start gate. Yeah, it was you know, a, they flag, had a flag, flag start. start right? So kids are leaving before the flag ever goes up, you know. So then you got dads fighting about the start. I mean, if the track's so bad, you don't really have a race anyways. You're pulling, you're just out there pulling 50s off the track. Half Absolutely. the people are stuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a third of the bikes blew up. Yeah. I mean, so. there's just four wheelers carting bikes off back and forth nonstop. Yeah. What a mess. I, the only, the only thing I can say, and I talked to one of the 50 parents yesterday that, that obviously had a, had a rider there, and I, I tend to agree that it's a lot for the family. Absolutely. You know, this, I'm this, not discounting this particular family, you know, they're, they work a lot. Um, you know, they have a, a successful business, and they are, they are committed to their business. And from what I was told, that was the first time that they've taken a week off of work in almost five years. Yeah. So to take that much time off of work, you know, when you've already got your area, mm -hmm. you already got your regional time that you've taken off, and to go up there and go to Loretta's and spend that much time there, you, you would hope that every rider has the same opportunity. I agree. So I, I agree with that. But, but I also agree with where you're coming from on the standpoint of what kind of quality race are you going to get yeah. in a third moto I at will, 7.30 at night? I will say they did drop the ball a little bit because the 50s did have a day off earlier in the week when it was not raining. So if they would have just looked at the forecast and said, we're probably going to put ourselves in a bind, they should have moved the 50s up. Yeah, let's get these little guys on going on a nice track. They should have raced yeah. three days in a row instead of taking the day off, and they never would have put themselves in that situation. Yeah. But I under there was there was parents who left. I know a family who went to Nashville on their day off. So what do you do? Yeah. I mean, if you make that call on Monday, then you know it gives everyone some notice. But um, well, I would it's, it's I would imagine situation. just my opinion right now. I would imagine that Davey and the, the people Tim, you know, Cotter and yeah. the boys at MX Sports. I would imagine that they are probably reviewing this yeah. scenario because it's never happened. Exactly. So you know, first time, okay, they did the best they could, you know, shooting from the hip. Yeah. But now I would guess there's probably going to be some type of plan put into place. Yeah. That if it was to happen again, there's yeah. a mapped out plan of this is what we're going to do oh well they're already there there are they already know damn well that th that could happen up there yeah. obviously that what was it a few years back after we left yeah the, the whole place there. got destroyed like yeah. it, it's it's always a possibility yeah but to your point people need to have common sense yeah i mean you know like send your little 50 out there in in, in a mud bogger and it's yeah of course it's going to pull up now now it's costing you even more money exactly what rj said i mean what what quality of racing are you going to get well, like he was saying it's the, it's the dads that yeah. that are getting amped up for the kids it's just, i think it's just the experience they still got the experience of yeah. going to loretta's for sure doing the races the mud race they got extra experience on that this year <laughs> well the, you know the only thing i one of the comments that was made last night was that one of the kids that was complaining about not getting the third moto didn't have a great first moto he had a yeah. good he had a good second moto but first moto picked a chip he was like 38th gate pick on the on the that's chip that's a whole other story yeah. yeah that's a debate that we could have forever <laughs> yeah. but you know, had a ter terrible gate pick and bad first moto, had a good second moto. So they were really banking on the third moto yeah. to try and get their results for an overall up. Yeah. 
but you know with the weather it just didn't happen it sounds like they got one though so <laughs> they did get the third great, yeah. hey hey little johnny there's always next year i'm not kidding <laughs> there's always yeah. next year they were racing in the dark yeah the lights had come on on the monster tower the billboard lights came on the, i mean i think that that day. has to be probably the latest that loretta's is oh ever yeah. Because I mean, usually, I mean, Shane, you and I, I think we were leaving there on Saturday at like one o'clock in the afternoon, just rolling out. Last moto's at four o'clock every year on Saturday. Yeah, depending on what classes and like the people you have left yeah, that you know you're watching. Super many. I think the last two years has been the last moto. It's been at four o'clock. Yeah, on Saturday. So you think about most of the families that are like, okay, we're gonna get out of here by yeah. five, six o'clock on on Saturday, and then just like, well, no, we're racing a moto at seven thirty. Yeah, man, I remember being at Loretta's and getting those. You were talking about the rain delays. And uh, they sent us back and forth. They kept canceling, pushing our moto back one year when it was raining. I was on 60s. And uh, we learned a lesson there. Riding back and forth to the pits is, is burning gas. Well, we didn't think about it. We come down there, ran out of gas on the last lap in my oh, moto. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like those are the things you learn. I never ran out of gas again after that. But, sure. yeah, that's uh, this is just a story from Loretta's, you know. Well, Ian, go into your, your kind of beginning stuff. Like when did you start riding? Dade City, you know, I'm Dade City boy, but, um, well, I mean, my memory's bad in my childhood, I guess, but probably like five. Um, you start out on a 50 or? Yeah, we weren't really serious then. It's yeah. just going to Dade City and riding. I, I remember my dad always telling me, I'd be going down the front straightaway looking at him uh, instead of worrying about the race, you know, because I just wasn't into it when I was little, but <laughs> probably like I seven. Think I think that's every kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just funny to look back on that stuff, but probably like seven. Um, is when we started taking it serious and and then uh i think my first year at loretta's was like nine when i was in, uh so i did one year in the seven to nine and then got into the 10 11 and uh yeah that was my best memories at loretta's like 60s that was the the most fun did you go back after 60s i did once um we we kind of quit during the 80s we just didn't have the financial uh to continue at the time it's hard to keep up with all the oh, yeah. got, you know i grew up with like Chisholm and Millsaps, Alessi, those, it's hard to keep up with those guys. But uh, anyways, yeah, so my last time I went back, uh, that's when your um, your dad was sponsoring me at the time. We went in, uh, the, I don't know, what is it? Is it still college boys, 16 and 24? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know they changed some of the classes, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was I was leading the moto that year and had a flat tire. And, uh, yeah, this is unfortunate. We did our parade lap. It was muddy that race, too. I remember going on the line. I think uh, I think we got a video on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to find it. But I'm like, man, something's wrong with the front forks. And I'm having them adjust the clicker stiffer because <laughs> when I was going through the Ten Commandments there, it just felt like it was like, you know, geeing out in the bottoms. And that was that flat front tire. Pulled the whole shot, though, with a flat front. And then it was just like, all right, let's see how long we can hold on to this thing for. Ended up losing it probably around the halfway mark. And, uh, yeah, that was the end of that. I was pissed. I was, uh, you know. I think the first moto I had a four, so if I could have went four one, I was in title contention that year, and it was a uh, it was a bummer, but yeah, it's still fun, you know. Well, I mean, any any enticement to go back? Man, I should I should have went this year because uh, I could have rode plus thirty five. Oh, I don't, don't want to hear it. And been thirty five, <laughs> you know, been was, been the youngest guy in the in that class, but uh, um, yeah, maybe next year I just got a four fifty again. I've been just bombing around on on my. Uh, YZ250, and yeah, Kyle can tell you, we, I'm going out and riding the schools that he teaches, but uh, yeah, I felt like I was just wringing the neck on the YZ250, and I was like, well, let, let me get a 450 now and try to go real fast again, so we'll, so I, we'll see. I'm going to tell you about this story. We're at 
we're at Dade City. What was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. And had the semi up there. We're doing a, a money race that got that got brought up on the off time while Loretta's was going on. So a lot of the pros were back home, like Tyson Johnson and uh, Piazza. Aiden was back. Uh, Chad has moved back to Dade City. So Randy calls me. He's like, "Hey, you know they're going to do a, a money race this weekend." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll we'll pitch in, you know, and raise this purse a little bit, right?" So we got it up. I, I think it was like two thousand dollars. And we go to Dade City, and I brought the semi in, I think, on Friday just to park when, when there wasn't a whole bunch of people there. So I'm out there on Saturday morning just trying to set up, you know, put the pop-up tents up, get, get everything kind of laid out. And I look out there on the track, and I'm just standing on the lift gate on the back of the semi, and I look out on the track, and I see the number 20 Tyler Kasha Future MX machine out on the track. <laughs> really? And I'm like going way faster that is not tyler gosh just 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 ripping that is not tyler it wasn't tyler ripping i was like there's some guy out there in blue gear skinny as a bean pole just ripping right now yeah so i texted tyler i think didn't i saturday morning i text you and i'm like who in the heck is out here on a future mx bike with you know number 20 so i knew it was tyler because obviously we know the graphics and I'm like, he's representing well. I mean, he's going fast. That's great. But I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And I think a couple hours later, I looked at my phone and, and he texted me back and he was like, it's Ian Millett. I was like, no way. Yeah, so I haven't heard from me in what, 10 years? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I told him, I think that day, he's like, when, when was the last time you talked to him? I was like, man, I have no idea. 10, 12 years ago, maybe. And so my dad with the hush drilling and uh, I think at that time it was, was easier. Fun, fun, fun bike center fun yeah. bike center was helping us and we had just started the imoto thing yep. so we had kind of put all that together and we were sponsoring ian so this is going back to the glory days of the dade city uh sponsor cup or like 2010 2012 era somewhere in there between like, there yeah yeah i was i it was, was real big 08 09 i was gonna say 08 i think is when it actually started yeah 08 to 12 and I then think. it went yeah we ran for probably three or four years but I mean, I look back at that now, and, and Kyle, you're a little bit younger than I am, but even Ian in, in this scenario, I mean, it was so competitive. Dude, it was People good. People have no idea. I mean, you had both the Keelan brothers. You had Vince Devane, Tyler Livesey, Mike Pacone. Troy Adams Butler, came out. Butler yeah. brothers Butler brought brothers. their whole semi, you know, yeah. when they were the BBMX team, and they had, you know, Jason Thomas, and yeah. I don't I don't even remember. I, I don't think Jason Thomas liked racing that too much. He but did <laughs> He did not. He did not. Yeah. But I mean, there was some great drama out there, like the the Jason Thomas elbow bump with Pinecone, oh, yeah. and yeah. the Keylons <laughs> wanting to fight everybody after every moto. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, hey, they're still like that. Oh, it was so <laughs> much fun, man. But when you look back at it, Ian, like at that time, you know, you didn't really think about it. You know, you were just like, okay, we got a big race tonight. But for a local series, well, we knew we had something good going on, especially with Tyler doing the. Um, you know the tv show like yeah. it was on tv i knew like oh this is cool this is you don't see this you know yeah at the local level and uh just when you're all caught up in it you look back at some of the videos like dang that racing was so good like it was just as good as pro supercross racing because yeah. you know 
throw a thousand dollars on the line at Dade City, and man, there's some banging going on. It was oh, yeah. uh, it was exciting to watch. A thousand dollars back then is like three thousand now. No, you know, yeah. I mean, and every, I would remember like I'm just sitting here in my head thinking about like you know the Ricky Renner and, and Zach Osborne would show up and do a yeah. random one, and then I mean even at that time I think Josh Grant was living in Claremont. He would show up yeah. and race and, one, and those guys didn't do as good as. I think they expected coming in and that's no knock on them it's just the guys at dade city have that track wired oh yeah yeah man it was it was uh good racing oh that was that was huge i mean i remember I'm, even with tyler kosher that was kind of during the imoto stuff we had a lot of that you know the youtube videos and we had the dade city mx youtube yeah. channel going and then we got on tv and then we did the commercial where we were in every movie theater you know, there at the the local movie theater, Wesley Chapel. And yeah, I went for a movie one time. I saw. It. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, remember we had to do all that filming and stuff yeah. at night, and you know, there, that was a lot of fun. But I don't, I don't think when we were in the moment, at least for me, it may be different for you, Ian, being there. But at least for me, I don't think I realized how big it was at that time, how special it was. Or but then when we would leave. I went to a race, not, I mean, probably a couple of years after Sponsor Cup had kind of dwindled down, and I went with Randy to Atlanta Supercross, and we would go somewhere, and those people would talk about Dade City, the series that we had going on, and I was like, man, this kind of reached out a lot bigger than I yep. thought, you know? I mean, in the industry-wide, yep. it, it actually went pretty big. So that was, that was a lot of fun. In the other 2009... Uh, we were running qualifiers. They were doing two heat races in yep. an LCQ. Yep. That's how really? We we're yes. showing up. Yeah. Yep. I don't I don't remember that. Well, he also Devin had all a, that. I remember all those. A guys. full gate of 450. And then we had the lights. Then we you know, the, the lights. Yep. We were calling it the lights the at the vorte time. Vortex lights. Yep. And a full gate of those guys, too. Were, like did it. you? You were in that, weren't you? I was not. I was in it as I got a little older. Probably kind of as, as it yeah. started falling off. As it was dwindling off is when I was old enough, I got on a big bike. But when that started, I mean, you're talking 08 or 09, I was only, you know, 10 years old. Yeah. 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. So I looked up to guys like this. I mean, I would stand <laughs> on the fence just like everybody else and watch Kapoyan and, and that, him and, you know, all those guys. I'm trying to think about all the people. Like, I know Michael Clark. He he did really yep, well. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, I know, obviously, the Kilo. say Pacone. Live say Pacone were always fun to yep, watch. Yep. Renner, was, Renner would already be always be up there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Pacone, man, he, he put it to us for a while because uh, he was so good on the starts. And that's, you know, Dade City's heart is – hard to pass on yeah. yeah so he'd get that whole shot and just check out on us a lot of times i'm thinking you know and i sit back too and it's funny to me because i think about some of the you know sponsor cup the whole thing that that originated with was basically randy going to all the local dealerships and saying hey you know we we want to put this thing together you know if you get a rider you put a bike in it whatever and you think about like you know remember gifford quas the wfo and you think yeah. about action well, honda and the car capital car sales like all these different teams well the amateurs can't race for money so this gave the, you know, the sponsors collected the money. So this way you could get some fast amateurs in there and get them some experience racing. They're not collecting money, you know. Yeah. So that was like kind of like bending of the rules to, to get by. But it was cool. That was, that was a super fun time, honestly. I mean, just I, the amount of people that were there, like even vendors, you yeah. know. I mean, when you talk about how packed that you get place out of was. there 12, 12 at night. Well, you know, round night. one, one year is when we went until 3 a.m., Remember that? Yes. We had to shift the entire I think race they moved order earlier forward, two, didn't two they? hours. Yeah. They moved everything forward. 
Practice used to start at five. Yes. Race start racing at started seven. at seven. Yep. Now practice starts at three. Racing starts at five. Yep. And it was all because of that night where we didn't get out of there until almost 3 a.m. And I was announcing at the time. I was doing some of the TV package. That's a quick way to piss off your neighbors. Oh, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Oh, they yeah. had to change that. So that was like an immediate fix yeah. right off the bat. But no, that, that was cool. And the amount of people there, I mean, and obviously at that time, I mean, you're talking 10 years ago when people like the butler brothers would roll in with a semi yeah you were like wow oh yeah at the time i mean to have a semi set up at your local track it was was something unique didn't yeah. dalton was it dalton yingling they had a semi what was that the freedom mx freedom mx yeah yeah, that's it. yeah. and uh what was the other one the 638 uh, Derek Hall. yes Derek hall he he raced a few of them he yeah. was pretty quick oh Derek was awesome man. yeah was yingling killer. and then uh there was another one too on that team i think they had a three rider team the Yingling team, I forgot about. It was Tyler, the do you still have Remember Jason Dodds? Yeah. Uh, Chase Couture. I don't know. Um, Dalton Yingling, and I can't remember. You what still have some of these videos, right? I got. Yeah. You guys got to put one up on the on the Instagram or something. Oh yeah, link we need to. to. I, and even with the Butler brother stuff too, I think. I mean, you know, they had. It was like Jason Thomas. Um, didn't wasn't Lucas Crespi in there? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he raced for a little bit. Yeah, Lucas Crespi was in it, and then, oh man, there was a, was Troy didn't ride for them at that time, did he? Troy who? Troy Adams. Um, he might have come and just filled in for a couple. I, I think that was one of the famous uh, scuffles with the Keylons. I think uh, Kyle Keylon and Troy were getting at it in one of the races. Of course, is that when they built the circle? Yeah, yeah. 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 Randy, <laughs> Randy run out there. He's like, "All right, look, we're gonna. You guys can take care of this out on the track, you know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was some good times. It's fun reminiscing about that stuff. But at the same time, too, when you got done with the the sponsor cup stuff, didn't uh, you and and Tyler do a 500 cc's of glory that went like worldwide? Dude, as I felt like everyone started making 500 videos after that, um, so it got a little played out. But yeah, we were like one of the first people to to kind of go and we we went and bought an old. I mean, when I say clapped out this thing, Tyler can attest to that. We went to this guy's. You I know, thought it was nice. <laughs> bike collection. It's a real great bike. Yeah. The frame had I like, like bike. rust holes in the bottom of it, right? And um, he test rode it in the rain. <laughs> oh, is that what I, I can't even remember? I remember jumping on it and I was like, oh, well, well it runs. So let's, uh, yeah, this is the one, right? We just were trying to get one in time to do the first round of the gold cups. And uh, wouldn't it not start? Dude, it, well, that was at the Dade City round. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't start. Yeah, we had to bump it. I remember that. There's a funny story to that. So we can't get this thing to start at the Dade City round. I gave up. I was like, all right, well, screw it. My my gate's on the two cards up on the gate. Right. This kid jumps on it. He kicks it. Maybe he wasn't wore out. I was tired from kicking it for so long. He fires it up. I'm like, all right. I jump on it. Roll into my gate. The gate drops two seconds later. I take off and get the whole shot somehow. It was just one of those things. Like you couldn't script it better for the movie. It was mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty cool. But um, what did you ended up going like multi million views on that thing, didn't you? Yeah, it um, three plus million. I think yeah. on the it made like front page of Vital. It was cool. <laughs> I think <laughs> really? Racer X even put a link on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that was awesome. I think Five, that wait, isn't it called 500 cc's of glory? Yeah, the first the first video got the most because Tim Ferry was in it. I think probably helped it, and um, that was that Gatorback. But I mean, he was in it for like six seconds. Hey, well, I was I was following him in the second moto. I was uh, I remember I was like I told him I was like I'm gonna latch on and and try to keep up with you, and uh, we. 
personally, uh, we probably could have done a little better bike restoration. So I think the banjo bolt came loose on the rear brake and we lost all the, all the fluid. So that was the end of that moto. I would have loved to see if I could have, you know, hung on for the whole race. But no, that was awesome. I, uh, I had another 500 I restored after that. And I honestly, I just was like, man, this thing's not fun to ride anymore. They're a handful. So we, yeah. I ended up getting rid of that. Pooh rode the one that we built with Red Bull <laughs> for the day in the dirt. And it was too much. Oh, my gosh. His hands. Yeah, dude, they vibrate so much. Hey, you want to talk about missing bolts? Yeah. yeah. He was missing there's, layers there's, of skin. Skin and bolts. I mean, there's nothing wrong with bolts backing out on a 500. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he rode it through the whole. Yeah, uh, he did the Iron Because those are like 45-minute motos or something, aren't they? Yeah, and you have to do five races to be able to be in for the Iron Man thing. Holy cow. And he did it on a 500 that, that we did. We had help from TJ Flanders, Sasquatch Built Bikes uh you know i mean the bike looked beautiful i mean step up in mexico was, was it an aluminum frame or you kept it in a steel chassis nah, steel, it was, it was yeah it was all original awesome yeah. yeah so but i mean it was brutal yeah i mean carson brown trying to carson and his dad trying to get that thing you know jetted right and make it run right i mean poo they were working on that thing till one o'clock in the morning and then he would go race it and it's like well what's crazy too is like i could never get it to handle that good that that you know, they quit developing the 500 and what, like probably 1990. And then they just ran it out to 2001, I think was the last year. But yeah. it doesn't ride like a new bike. Like the new bikes, the suspension and the frame geometry is just a slightly different. Yeah. Especially the body where like your seat, you have that old big saddle banana seat where yeah. it curves way up the <laughs> gas tank. Yeah, it's just hard to get comfortable on those things when you get used to the, the modern bikes. Well, let's talk about, you know, Ian, I, I know we mentioned it briefly, getting back now you're on that future mx uh number 2450 yeah i need need to update the numbers i guess i I can help with that uh when did you stop riding for a while or did i mean have you been riding the whole time like even since the sponsor cup days or did you give it up for a bit well yeah i mean work and life and sponsor cup days i didn't really get into it but i was i was working three jobs and still trying to race those guys so i was doing all the track work for dade city at the time teaching the ride schools and then I, i was working um you know, in machine shop as well. So yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. And it, you know, as it started to fizzle out about 2012, I was like, all right, I just got to work. I can't, I can't do everything anymore. Yeah. So we took a little bit of time off. I started my own business, um, got a machine shop that I own now. And now that I can work a little less, it took 10 years to get the business, you know, finally to a point where, you know, you're not like you guys are saying, you're working seven days a week. I had to get out of that mode. Now I'm trying to ride once a week again. And um, so, yeah, there was like 10 years I just disappeared, you know, from everything, just put yeah. my head down and worked. And yeah, now we're we're trying to ride every week, go out to Dade City and just having fun. But, you know, as he was bringing up, he's, he's he, last year he was already like, hey, come on, Loretta Lynn qualifier, you I, know. I was harping on him every weekend. Yeah, just, I, was, I mean, do you think we have a run at Minios right now? Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't raced in... 10 years you know so uh oh, i think we got a chance how yeah. how stacked is the plus 30 and plus 35 class huh i don't i, I don't look at it, any of the <laughs> is there old pros riding it still or oh uh, i'm sure i mean i mean I, or mike hey, brown will be there i'd give a shout out right now straight <laughs> up i was impressed you ben riddle he had a he great good he had a great loretta's yeah. and, and i think he was going in that last moto i think he would have won the moto and possibly the overall and I'm, I'm not sure what class one of the age group classes, but but Ben went up there and you know credit to him and in the whole HPI. I mean that 
I was impressed. I, I really. You hey, know, you don't forget how to go fast. You just uh, might take a little less chances as you age out. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. And your your endurance. You know. Anytime you go up there and you're on the line though, and you got a Mike Brown or a Jeff Emming sitting yeah. next to you, you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. You know, we got to yeah. think about that one a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, we, we might have to. We might have to try and get. To, are, hey, we, uh, are we still going to be the 128 or? Uh, I've been running 28. I went back to 28. 28. You know, 128 came up because someone always kept signing up before me with the 28. So we had to yeah. throw one on there. But um, yeah, um, I could be talked into doing some races. Oh, we might have to have oh, a little Minios run oh, here. Oh boy! Out of the rig. Out of the Minios. Out of the future Mex right. Semi. You know, we might have to might have to do some negotiations there. So out outside of dirt bikes, I know you're coming back in. You you said that you've been riding once a week. What does Ian Millet do now? Like, what's a day or a week look like for you? Well, uh, like I said, I have my own machine shop. Um, when you say machine shop, like so fab, uh, CNC machines making uh, billet parts. Originally, I wanted to do uh, motorcycle parts. That's a tough gig to get into. I might give it another stab here um, soon. Um, yeah, we wanted to make sprockets and whatever, whatever I can make, triple clamps, whatever. It just uh, didn't have the money. I was, you know, I sold my truck to buy my first machine, and it was like, all right, now I have no money to buy inventory and yeah. tool, tools and stuff so <laughs> bits and dies <laughs> yeah so we got into uh out of uh you know luck i guess or whatever just being at the right place right time i teamed up with slr rifle works yeah and uh you know so we do a lot of work for them and they sponsor minios and stuff so i'm sure a lot of people have seen them and uh yeah so that's pretty much what we do now we make rifle parts and love and life you know so cnc we can pretty much build anything yeah. So I mean, if, if it's we, billet, you know, I don't know, triple clamp, clutch levers, you know, st stuff like that. So if we need uh, some custom parts on the future MX side, possibly, yeah, we could do something. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not free. It's, it sounds like this old Minio's trying to do it. I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of negotiation you're trying to do here, bud. But he charges. No, I, I can I can feel it coming. I can feel it coming. Well, that's cool. You know, we I, obviously I've always supported you and, yeah, and you know my dad started out with you uh, uh many years ago i mean i think that's going on what 15 years ago if it was 08 09 yeah 2009 you know and then we started the imoto thing we had a little fun doing that and obviously got out of the imoto game and very similar to you you know life happens and work and you put your head down for a while and get some things done but you know now that we've got this future mx thing kick back off again and we got a young and rejuvenated family member of the Future MX team coming in with Kyle Cheeseman. So that that's uh, refreshing to me. It gives me excitement when I see him get excited about something. And, uh, you know, not trying to get personal with Kyle or anything, but I think he had a little bit of a chubby when he was out there in the dozer the other day yeah. on the track. <laughs> you know, it's just. It'll do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 39PX, come on. I'll, I'll have to come out there and jump back on a dozer too. I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah. always a good time. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's fun. And I. It's exciting to see it, it grow and, and, you know, we go from essentially, this is kind of the grassroots really with Ian. I mean, you start out with helping one guy at your local track and we were, we're out of just. Yeah, it was your first sponsored rider, I guess, right? And yeah. then think of that. Yeah, out of a pickup truck and a little enclosed trailer yep. and we're just out there making it happen. And, you know, that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, even like we talked about with RJ Hampshire when he was on the episode, you know, we were helping him with boots and some gear and, you know, getting to the races, helping him, you know, fund a little bit of his program. And on his four-wheeler days or his two, <coughs> two yeah. wheels? Well, it was, he was racing <laughs> on two wheels. He was training on four. But, uh, you know, getting getting through that, it kind of is, that's the itch that never goes away. 
you yeah. know, the passion of the sport that never leaves. And we all are very passionate about this sport. And that's one of the things I love about it. And I, I think that's kind of rejuvenated me a little bit right now is watching Kyle and his passion for the sport. And I think w what we have going on uh, could lead to, to, to great things, you know, and like I said, I'm sorry that we've been quiet about it for a little while, but mm. it's exciting. It's an yeah. exciting time for us right now. And there's a lot of moving parts that go through it. But one thing that's not exciting that happened at Dade City, kid passed away. Yes. It's an absolute tragedy and absolutely terrible. But Ian, you and I were on the phone the other day. Yeah. And you and I talked about this at length. And I think, Kyle, you and I have referenced this a few times. That has got to be one of the safest tracks I have ever ridden in my entire life. Yeah. Out of anywhere. 100%. I'm not talking just in Florida, anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, Shane, I've never ridden a dirt bike in California, but I've ridden them a lot in southeastern United States. I, I would assume from you being able to see the track at Dade City with, you know, the fact that it's majority tabletops, you got really good soil there. It's it's honestly, it's a fairly fairly forgiving soil being a soft you know, material base, absolute tragedy that happens at Dade City. And I just, I wanted to go out and say that number one, first and foremost, respect from Future MX to the family, because that is, that is terrible. I mean, I've got, my daughter rides around here all the time on her four-wheeler. My son rides around on his KTM. <clears throat> it's absolutely terrible that that happened. And I, the first and most important thing is condolences, respect to the family. But at the same time, I've seen quite a bit of backlash i would say on on social media uh when the different news channels have taken this story and you know they put it on there twisted it well not necessarily the news channel twisting it but the people that have gone on there and commented and you know i always call them keyboard warriors we've got plenty of them in our realm i mean people that go online and say bad things about us that don't you know really know the I truth i think when it gets on the news People that don't know anything about it start to chime in, start yeah. making comments, and yeah. they, you know they assume the worst. But you know when I I look at that, and that's one thing that I I did want to bring up on this episode. It's absolutely terrible that it happened, and I feel horrible because you know I could only imagine even if it was one of our own family members that was out there that had you know something like that tragic. But at the same time, too, like I I just don't like seeing the people online bashing the track like yeah. that that track. And I, I am not here to defend Randy in any way, shape, or form. I am talking about strictly from personal experience of riding there. That has got to be one of the safest tracks, one of the most well-run tracks. Randy has gotten a reputation of being very firm, and for that reason, like, you have to do a good job. And yeah. Well, he's, I mean, it's probably one of the only tracks that I can say every time I've been there has medical flaggers, you know, plenty of flaggers. Um, I've been to other facilities i'm not naming anything but where you're kind of like looking around going, man that jump doesn't have a flagger on it i should be careful when i'm hitting this you know but uh, well not only that but obviously i've been there and i've been i've been around the whole country yeah at different tracks but there's visibility for the riders at that track just because how it's set up yeah and there's visibility for the spectators and parents as well all over the, you can see the whole track you know and and it's not like you send you send your kid out to I hate to reference Glen Helen again, but like 90% of the lap, you don't even know where your kid's at. Yeah. 
yeah. way back in the damn backcountry. Uh, you know, and, I mean, and so you don't know if they crash. It, and you don't know nothing. It's like, well, it's been like three minutes. Yeah, you, come yeah, around, you, you have, have to look at your clock for yeah. real. So, like, as oh, far I mean, as far as the way what I've experienced at that track, it's a tight ship. It's ran great. Um, it's safe. I've never seen anything bad happen there. Yeah. I don't I, honestly. I, I don't know the history of the track for the duration. I mean, it's been open forever. I mean, it's what over fifty years now. I've been going there it's close ninety five. So it's, yeah, it's close to I mean, 50. I don't. I don't ever recall of something like that happening. And I'm. Mean, there's no justifying. You know, the fact that the kid passed away, and that's absolutely terrible. But it's, you know, it's, I just it's, it's an hard, accident. It's hard for me to see some of the comments from the people online when. I don't necessarily know if they know motocross, or and I, and even if they do, I don't know if they've traveled to many other places outside of either Dade City or outside of Florida to see what some of the other you know facilities well, are. Well, I think what people don't understand it, uh, like people on the outside, is like the motocross community is like a big family. It is. So everyone is, you know, there to support each other, and when when something like that happens, and you don't want to, I don't. I'm I'm not on social media anymore, um, to be honest. So I haven't seen what the comments were, but people just want to go out and attack someone, attack the track. They should the track shouldn't, unless there was really an issue, there shouldn't be any talk about the track. Everyone should just be focusing on, you know, condolences to the family and, yeah. and support for the family. Yeah. Not not let's attack somebody. Let's all get together and and you know there is a risk. We love doing it, and we all know there's a risk, but. We should just pull together in these times, not attack each other. Well, and that's one of the things. Shane and I race a lot of these FTRs. You know, I mean, you talk about not being able to see anybody. I mean, ninety-eight percent of your trail is away from the pits. So you're, you are relying your... on other people to look <laughs> yeah. out for you. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been times for me. I mean, I remember doing an FTR down in Okeechobee where my bike overheated and was spitting fluid out of the bottom of it, and I stopped. Yeah. And I never came around for the finish. And when I got back, my wife was losing her mind Freaking how out, many yeah. how many he said like a family how many people stopped and asked you if you're okay a ton yeah right and and it, other riders stopped in the ftr race uh, other riders stopped to ask if i was okay and immediately i was yes i'm fine it's just a bike issue and then one of the ftr officials you know hooked up there i think it was a four-wheeler hooked it up to my forks and drug me drug me back in and you know i was fine but your family doesn't know that yeah you know but you you know you and i do those all over the state of Florida, I mean, traveling to go to the FTRs, I mean, you don't get to see anything at all. And I think the visibility at Dade City is great. I think the fact that they have so many, you know, tabletops, which obviously gives you a flat, it's not a double. I think the soil that they've mixed in there right now is a mix between that sandy clay. That's the big one is that, you know, I've always, I've rode other tracks and um, the dirt there is so forgiving. You can fall on it. You don't get road rash when you slide. Like if you're on really hard packed clay. Oh yeah. You, well, you hey, fall, listen. you're ripping up your jersey and getting rashed up Dade City. You can get get up and not have a scratch on you. You know. Well, there's so many places that that you know we have ridden, and even when we're traveling around doing the different series that are so hard. You yeah. know, I mean, a, a hard base, a hard track where you know you go down, you're breaking bones and yeah, getting rashed up. It's yeah. not going to be as soft. So I mean, again, I just I wanted to kind of put that out there. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to advocate for Randy. Randy doesn't, you know, owe anything to me or I owe anything to Randy. I wanted to say that from my own personal experience, both as a family member of, you know, people that have ridden there, myself, my kids. I, I think it's a very safe it's a, it's a, facility. Besides the track, though, too, it doesn't matter where you ride. Like you said, as far as the risk, I mean, from a little Johnny out there riding to a guy like all the way up to like Kirk Caselli. Yeah, you know, 
there's always that risk. Hey, yeah. any any and time knows that. you yeah. throw yeah. your leg over that. So so whoever's going online and talking. Whatever they're talking, you could, probably you obviously could go to McDonald's in your much. car and get in an accident. And get of hurt. course, I mean, there's yeah. always risk involved. It's just don't attack people. We should all be yeah. pulling together and, and supporting. So. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that every time you throw your leg over that motorcycle, you're assuming that risk and saying, you know, this is something I love. We get the adrenaline from it. It's a passion that we're going to go do it. Just like you know, Ian went road crew today. I mean, I go jump on either this bike right here and go race the FTR. The minute my leg goes over that motorcycle, that's something that. Oh, well, look at the risk he took on that 500 in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> something he you know, chose to yeah, do. He chose. <laughs> well, all, I, all good. I just wanted to get that part out of the way. One of the other things that just happened as of yesterday, good friend of ours, Mr. Jet Lawrence, wins the 450 championship. Perfect season. You guys think it's going perfect? Well, it's not perfect yet. It's been perfect so or, far. And ends perfect. up winning the championship yesterday. Yeah. Do you think that was going to happen in year one? Not a shot. Yeah. I, no. I, I mean, I did very talented rider. I mean, everyone knows that who watches the sport. But I mean, to just assume that he's going to get on a 450 and just, yeah. I mean, not only win, but the perfect season so far has just been something else. I mean, we haven't seen something like that in a long time. It is crazy to think, like, you know, he's so young. Yeah. And, and I think he rides a 450 better. I agree. Um, so it's, it's it's just insane to see because he wasn't perfect on the 250, you know. No, it just it jumps up to the the 450 class with Sexton and and these guys that are, you know Ferrandis, guys that have won championships in that class. And he's man, I mean, I'll be honest, he makes it look easy. He does to do what he's doing. I would say that this weekend, though, probably the most pressure I've seen on him in a while. First yeah. motto, you know. Yeah, probably the first, the most pressure I've seen on him in a little while. But at the same time, you know, how much is he in conservation mode? Yeah, do you think he's toying that, with him? Knowing that there's <laughs> Could be. wrapping up the title on the line, which is way more important in his mind than a perfect season, is getting the title. Uh, I mean... It's not a knock on him. It's it's uh, not as exciting to watch as like your... I grew up in the Carmichael Stewart days. Those guys just raced different. It was balls to the wall. You wanted to beat everybody by as big a lead as you could. I don't think Jet does that. I think Jet is... Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you by five seconds, but I'm not gonna risk crashing the whole time. He's know? a little bit more manageable. Well, I yeah. think he's just smarter. You know, whatever yeah. their program they put together is like, hey, manage that lead. He knows he has speed on him, so he doesn't yes. have to check out ahead. That's why I was saying, is he toying with him? He, he he knows the gap, obviously. And and if I feel Jet's talented enough or strong enough right now, that if he's starting to get a little bit of pressure, he can pull away any moment. If if he needed if he needed to you know what I mean like he, yeah he doesn't need know, to go man. out there and freaking risk crashing because well, I think he's got you, that finesse you when know? you go back to like when Stewart was coming up on Carmichael James was probably faster than than Ricky a lot of times so he if he got out front he had to check out and make James catch him right where, it was a different game yeah I think Jet's like oh all right you caught up to me let me just turn it up for three laps and break you you know it's a yeah it's a different ball game. Well, congratulations, though, to the Lawrence family. I know, you know, Shane and I spent a lot of time with them. And, you know, obviously between Tate and Jet and Hunter and Dazzy and the, the whole Lawrence family, I mean, the crew out there between Renee and Burner, I mean, they have got it going on. It looks I mean, like they'll be getting a, a second one here, too, now. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, you know, I, I big fans of them. I, I love that whole family and can't can't thank them enough for everything that they they do for us. But... It's it's exciting for me to see that you know I'm not knocking anybody else in the field. I mean, there's a lot of plenty of 
plenty of people out there that I love in, in the sport, but it, it's kind of rewarding when you see the amount of effort that they go through every day and how real of people they are, it's, it's good. You know, that was well, well earned, not given. That was well if earned. If Tomac yeah. was there, do you think it would be different this year? No, that's, that's hard to say. I don't either. I don't think so. I, I don't think, think he'd have a perfect season right now, but I think he'd still be winning. They, yes. Just the way he is. Yeah. You the know, speed. I think, uh, I think Tomac is like on a, uh, you know, just when you saw Sexton like in Supercross, uh, he had speed on Tomac. Usually, Tomac was like the fastest guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, but it, I think he's getting a little older and wiser too. Though. No, he is. He but doesn't want to hit the ground either. I don't know if if Tomac would have would have beat him this year. It's going to be exciting for me though that Eli is coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would have been better racing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Be, obviously between those two, Jets Jets there on the start every. Freaking he time. gets every hole shot almost, yeah. or, or he passes so, them within so, two so quarters. His, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's his that, whole his whole package that. right now is very good. Yeah, the get you the know. get data RPM indicator, man. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Putting it, put, putting him right where he needs to be every time <laughs> that gate drops. But his form on the start too is different. If you watch, you know, if you watch it in slow motion compared to the other guys, it's his form he, on the whole track is just everything insane. I'm, to me, and I'm not a a, a trainer. You know, you have way more experience of teaching people, but when I watch him ride, to me, one of the most technically perfect riders I've ever seen. It's efficient. I mean, yeah, he's not. He doesn't look like he's efficient. trying. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. But exciting for him. Wraps up the championship. Still has two rounds to go to see if he can keep the perfect season intact. So four more races for him. We'll see what Hunter can do. Not so great news from the weekend. Hopefully, our boy RJ's okay. Don't really know. Haven't Man, talked that to looked him. nasty. I talked to him the other day. We were talking about a Keens building uh, with DJ Mack, and he and I were texting back and forth, and then he goes and races Unadilla, and then he takes a big one. Yeah, it looked bad. Yeah, it I just swapped and spun him around, and it looked like he come down on the back of his head. But hopefully he's, he was walking off the track, so that's good news. But, that is that is a good sign. Um, but I haven't I haven't talked to him to see uh, the extent of that, of how he's how he is. But hopefully he's he's all good there, but. Hey, I was sitting on the. I didn't watch the races. Okay. Um, I, I, only, I, I was only, on the. I was on the lake yesterday. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> living life to the fullest. I was at work. But that's you were working. I was living life to the fullest. Um, I saw on on uh, social media that Deegan's bike blew up or mm -hmm. whatever, but I didn't see him on the results. On on the was did he not finish a moto at all? No, he got like tenth, I think, in the second moto. It just buried in the start with a bad gate pick and then um had to work his way all the way yeah, i don't think he was riding that great oh uh, I, I just uh, the overall i was scrolling through it and i never saw his name so i don't know if there was a, you know like what's a crazy typo about or the something? overall i looked this morning rj went like seven dns for like 13th overall really i couldn't like i don't know how that makes any sense because you <laughs> don't get points after 20th or something is that why yeah but so he would have gotten the points for seventh yeah. so i mean that's, that's probably why Somebody that would have gone. That seems really high. It's not like you're uh, the, the local. Yeah, I know. Not your, you know, all the way back, but. No, I I get it, but I I didn't see it. I, I didn't see uh, it. you were out on the boat. I was working. I was on the tractor. Um, so I didn't get to watch any of the races. <laughs> hey, I keep telling you, I, I, I keep telling you, man, if you got an open spot over there for just like a spectator that drinks beer, like if you have openings and you want to pay me, I'll I'll be there. Oh, <laughs> supervisor. Yeah. Okay. But. That's it. I didn't watch any of the racing either. So I, <laughs> I haven't watched one all year. So I started probably the first. All year. All year. I don't watch outdoors. Maybe the first 10 minutes of the outdoor 
450 Moto 1 because 450s went first this weekend. Why? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Why don't you watch outdoor? He's working. Yeah, I don't know. It's a I, debate I, I don't want to get into. I honestly been watching it strictly for the 250 class. Yeah, to be honest with you. And then when the, the 450, four, when, you the, know, when the yeah. 450 come yeah. up, like if I walk away and have to go check the barbecue or whatever, whatever. You know, but I'll watch a the, long time. I'll watch. I'll, the, say. I'll watch the whole 250 moto. 250's been it's crazy. Like it's been from good. One through ten, it's all jumbled up every moto. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the uh, the Kyle mentality here that you know I, we haven't really set and locked in all of our deal for next year uh we've got a couple people that we've been talking to uh, i do know that we will still be on cowie thanks to uh, ryan holiday and the boys at cowie so we're going to stay on cowie for next year yeah is that a 24 over there there is a 24 in it's looking here. sweet yeah. i was, I was going to bring that up and ask you about it as far as like what are your intentions for next year as far as racing just like stay near the pro ranks they you know go help you know keep to with the amateurs like what what do you to answer your question straight up i have no idea no clue it is there is so much moving parts right now yeah. with the the purchase of the facility and what we've got going on out there and honestly there's a lot of build out that needs to be done out there as far as uh you know we want to have a lot of amenities for you know the people that we invite you know to come out so you know between rider lounge and you know a full gym a legitimate gym. Um, there's a lot of build out that has to be done. So that's going to take quite a bit of financial contribution and financial strain. So I, I think right now, uh, as long as we can get Kyle's blessing and, you know, he can hit the lottery. What is it up to now? It's like way, way high. Um, no, somebody won. Someone won it. 1.5 billion. Oh, yeah. they did? Dude in Florida. All right, Kyle, we're out then, bud. <laughs> We just need to get a hold of that guy and yeah. see who he is and be like, yeah. become friends. We'll see if he wants to get on board with the team. Um, <laughs> you know, we've we've got, like you mentioned, we've got the 2024 Cowies are rolling in right now. We've got two of them. We've got three more that are on order that should be here within the next couple of weeks. Our goal right now was the plan would be to have two 250 East Coast Lights Pro Guys. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to commit to that permanently right now just because of the facility and trying to get everything built out right there. So we're trying to figure out how it's all going to work. Uh, Kyle and I actually have a conference call tomorrow with a potential sponsor that wants to get on board with the team. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. I mean, you know, anybody can talk about it, um, but, you know. So the intention is there. It's, it's yeah, our, obviously our goal, you guys, even this year, you know, you, you want to gain sponsors and gain some kind of support. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's that just, has a lot to do with it. it. It all boils down to cost. Yeah. You know, when you talk about putting that, that, you know, either the semi on the road or even we have the team sprinter, you know, I mean, Aiden and, and our mechanic, Pooh, who's been doing a phenomenal job running basically the program, they've been doing the outdoors out of our team sprinter because it's just not cost effective with the outdoors being so far away. You know, like Unadilla, I mean, that was a 19 hour drive in the sprinter, probably be 22 hours in the semi. And the cost of fuel in the semi versus thirsty, right? Yeah, it's very thirsty. You know, it runs at about five miles a gallon going down the road of diesel fuel pricing. Well, the, main, the way me and you drive it is probably about three miles. <laughs> well, and then you got the, the Sprinter <laughs> van, which is uh, a gas engine, which gas is a little bit cheaper right now. And obviously gas, you, the Sprinter gets a lot better miles per gallon. So it just makes more sense financially for the team, for them to take the team Sprinter. And next year, 
if if we do East Coast Supercross lights and we don't have, you know, a bunch of financial contribution, then maybe we do some out of the Sprinter. We do the close ones like a Daytona and a Tampa and a Nashville, Atlanta. You know, maybe we do those out of the semi. But right now it's it's hard to for for people that don't get to see it every day, you know, the cost alone just in fuel, hotels, payroll, entry fees, not only for the rider, but also mechanic wristbands. I mean, that's just going to Unadilla this weekend is a, you know, multi-thousand dollar trip for leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Sunday. Well, that's what's awesome, what you're doing for these guys, because think about it. You're you're removing that stress from from the rider, you know. Yeah. And give that one then the focus on what Yeah, but you do. still get your haters online that, you know, why aren't, <laughs> why aren't you racing more? You know, do you guys even race anymore? I mean, I know one, of my, one of my buddies was... It's probably me. Tyler with the alias. <laughs> uh, one, one of my buddies was messing with me online, you know, and he's like, do you guys even race anymore? And I'm like, well, Carson just went to Romania, which we helped, you know, his family with the flights and the travel going to Romania because it was for World Minis. Uh, and then they immediately come back and turn around and go to Loretta's. So they went there, and then we've got uh, Caleb Groves is out racing locally. He's actually racing today. Uh, so he's doing a lot of the Dade City, the local Florida series, I4MX, Gold Cups, Winter Rams. So he's doing it uh, on the amateur level um, locally. And then you've got Aiden that's doing pro stuff. So he's already done – he did the two leading up to this weekend in Unadilla. Uh, which will be the last, the final three rounds. So you have Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Ironman. So he's got those two back to back. That's that's a lot. You how, know? how do you feel? How do you feel as far as obviously you want some, you know, a couple of East Coast guys for East Coast Supercross or whatever. Yep. If you go that far to do that, do you feel obligated to send these guys outdoors, or or, or would you rather be on like a super? Cross only level. That honestly, that's a great question, and I think me personally, I would prefer to go supercross only. Yeah. Uh, the outdoor schedule is very difficult for a team based out of Florida. Uh, your supercrosses, you pretty much know every year you're going to get Daytona. They don't really remove it from the schedule. They've had Atlanta forever. I know there's been some rumor about possibly getting rid of Atlanta, but Atlanta's been there for a long time. This particular year, it's been great for a florida-based team because they had tampa back in which is dude from, i love tampa i, I don't do know too. why they don't do it well from what i'm hearing tampa's going to go on it every other year like stadium yeah. cost or something like that well i think they're trying to mix up the venues like even nashville you know nashville was one of the highest attended races this year is atlanta going to be speedway or stadium again you know uh, it's going both ways right now yeah. uh they said that the attendance has fallen off going out to the speedway but it's really? also it's also pretty good ways <laughs> out of kidding. town <laughs> you know it's pretty far away out of town i mean yeah. technically the speedway is not even in atlanta the speedway is in mcdonough georgia so I, I like the speedway the, the speedway is between here and in atlanta yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i you know i don't know what the schedule is going to be for next year but i think that's a big factor and when you're when you're trying to run a team and put a team on the truck with budgeting and you look at miles you know we start calculating fuel we start calculating hotel rooms of a truck driver how's all how long are they going to have to be on the road? I feel bad for the teams doing, you know, the 450 teams. They'll jump from yeah. coast to coast sometimes. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys doing? Oh, you know? Trust me, I we we did not get fans out of talking about it last year, but the race that got rained out or this, this past season, we publicly talked about it on air. And, you know, I'm not trying to knock Feld at all, but I do look at it from a team ownership standpoint, and I look at the finances and the money that comes from it. But they ended up going California to Dallas to Tampa – back out what was it oakland it was oakland i believe the oakland got, round yeah, got canceled yep. so they put it in the bye week that was after tampa so they basically went tampa all the way to oakland and turn around and come all the way back to daytona 
I mean, that's I a think huge... they did the same, same trip. I mean, if it's they went weather... California, then they went Arlington, Tampa, Tampa and, and then, then went back, and then they had... Did Come, they have two? Houston, Texas? maybe? Houston. Yeah. And they did Houston and, and then, then Daytona. Back to when it's Daytona. weather related, it is what it is. I, but, and I get that yeah. completely. And I'm not knocking failed in any way, shape, or form. They did what they had to do as far as their schedule. But for me, looking at it from a team owner standpoint, you, you that don't is want a, that to be the original plan. That's that bad is, for you. <laughs> that is a cost yeah. that you had no idea was going to happen. And that's huge going from Florida that's to California. Cross country. Yeah. That's, I mean, hotel stays, fuel bill, not one way, but both ways. I mean, that's huge. So it really depends on what the schedule is for next year of where we're going to have the semi and where the sprinter is going to go. Ideally, right now, to answer your question, mm -hmm. I would prefer to do East Coast Light Supercross only. There is really no close outdoor for a team based out of Florida. I mean, I think the closest race is about 14 hours away. So it's not like you can just jump to Atlanta or Daytona or Tampa. Even Nashville's only ten. No, you can't. It's hard to get home. You got to keep the truck on the road the whole time. And that's the biggest yeah. expense. Is yeah. you know you when, can't go back and forth if you're going to race outdoors. When they can't turn around and come back home and be home for at least you know three four days and turn around and leave, that's that's when we see the biggest expense. So it it depends on budget. You know, if if the budget is there to have a, a full time driver that stays with the truck on the road, then then we will. But if the budget's not there and we continue doing what we're doing right now, which is, you know, we are very blessed to have the sponsors and people that we do have involved. If it's not there, then, you know, we'll be racing Supercross only and some of them will be out of the semi and some will be out of a sprinter. But uh, if somebody steps up and, you know, wants to come on board and sponsor the, the team for the year or the season that justifies that cost, then we will. But for right now, we don't have that. Whatever. <laughs> Washed up motocross team. <laughs> <laughs> that's what hey, we. That's what we get online. Hey, we're a little, or not we, but he's a little new to be washed up already. <laughs> Shane, yeah. it's getting started motocross team, right? You know, it's like, yeah, it takes hey, a lot to get started. It takes time, just like you know, ten years for your business to get it, yeah. get it where you want it. Well, yeah. and I, I look at people like the Bobby Reagans, you know, I mean, even the, the David Ellers, you know, David Eller with Phoenix Honda and how they started, you know, and the Bobby Reagan and how they started. I mean, Star wasn't the factory team when they started. Well, even you know? when you're started, it still takes a, a big effort from sponsors. I mean, look at Geico disappeared yeah, yeah. overnight, yeah. you know, it's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. When your title sponsor goes away and that's what you basically fund your entire budget on is, is sponsorship. And, and that's how it is for us, too. I mean, we we put all of everything we have into a budget. We map out what our budget is. If the budget is there to go racing, we go. If the budget's not there, then we don't go. And, you know. Who, who I, are your sponsors now? Well, it, it just changed. So Loretta's is over. So Loretta's was our last. Okay. So it's a refresh coming up. All, all we have right now is the, the next two outdoors. So obviously we are with Cowie. We have a great relationship with Fox. We have a great relationship with Oakley, which as soon as you walked in today, that's the first thing I thought of is what a great shirt you have on there. Uh, so we have a great relationship with those guys and we anticipate that to continue moving forward. But the people that we've had that have come in throughout this year, um, you know, like for example, Bo Parton with the Medina Parton financial group, which is a Morgan Stanley financial company out of Tampa. They came on board this year and helped support the team. That's great. I'm, I am extremely grateful for them. I hope that they will get on board with us for next season. Uh, we only have two races left. Is that the Bo? 419 oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i remember racing him yeah yeah man. bo dirty no I, I love bo and uh you know I'm, i can't thank him enough for what he did do for us but you know for one season that that budget's gone i mean that budget was gone two races ago 
So we basically have to go through Bud's Creek and Ironman, which we're already signed up for. We have full intentions of going to each round. But at the end of outdoors, our season is considered complete. So any of the sponsors that, that we had in this past season, we try and start reaching out to them. We, we map out what can we do for next year. You know, is there any way to increase a budget from one of them? Is there a way to decrease a cost in something, whether it's bikes or parts or graphics or whatever? I or mean, where you ride. Yeah, where you I, ride. I, mean, all I, just, I just, all right, screw the, uh, you know, me coming out, hanging out as a spectator getting paid. Mm-hmm. Marketing director. There you go. That would be fantastic. Okay. All right. Sign me up. I want a contract by Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start working on that. Marketing director. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that people don't see is that that stuff is happening in the background. Yeah. You know, like Kyle and I have a call tomorrow morning. I mean, that's, we, we are steadily working on those items, you know, every day. And, and there's a lot of moving parts that go with it. And in my opinion, I think Kyle and I have talked about this too, but I think the facility is a game changer. Yeah. Now we have the ability to go test product. We have the ability to test tire. We have ability to test mapping. We have different soil types that, in my opinion, nobody else in our area has. So I think that there's a game changer in the fact that you just went from being a race team only to now having your own facility that we can help kids and and take the guys that we want to have out there that, that we invite and bring out. Invited, yes. That we can choose you know, who gets to be there on a certain day. And, you know, just like any other compound, you know, there's plenty of them around here. There's, there's days where you shut down, can't have anybody out because you're bringing a manufacturer out that wants to test a product. And now we have the ability to do that. And I think that- Are you guys gonna open that up for, um, you know, outside training for people that aren't necessarily like on the team full time? It's not gonna be open in public, no. Okay, so this is team it, only. Well. It's, it's private. Yep. I'll say that. It's, um, it's in a situation right now where we, we don't have the luxury to be open to public. We cannot hold any public events, which we have no desire to do. Yeah, you would what, never want to do that anyway. Yeah, we have no desire to do. Um, so we, we respect our, our neighbors a lot. We respect the county, who has been fantastic to work with right now. Hernando County is where our track is located, and they've been great to us. So we want to make sure that we respect all, all of them, including our neighbors. And, and, you know, we don't want to go anywhere outside or above and beyond what, what our expectations are, what our needs are for right now. Yep. So, uh, you know, I get that call all the time, though, Ian. I get people like, hey, hey man, can I come out there and ride? It's like, unfortunately, no. Yeah. Uh, it's Team just, only. It's one of those things that we really can't do that. So, but anyway, um, I don't know, man. I want to stay doing some of the amateur stuff, too. Yeah, uh, that's I'd, what I was going to bring up. I was going to pick your brain on that. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd yeah, like that's to. I, I know Shane was hinting at it earlier, and I think you kind of skirted around it. Well, I'd like, I'd like to have. I, I'm just asking. Well, you were, talking about, <laughs> you were talking about going more toward the pro side. I enjoy the pro side. Well, after this, after this year, obviously it's been a year. You've had a full season. You've helped out amateurs and pro. I just wanted to see where your brain was at. Well, I, I love going to the stadiums. I love the lights of a Saturday night race. You like all the fame and fortune. I, I like traveling. <laughs> I, I actually Traveling? That I sounds en- expensive. I enjoy it the is. traveling, uh, which it is expensive, but... I also like the amateur stuff, man. I love Minios. Minios is one of my favorite weeks of the year uh, yeah. to be able to have the semi there and, you know, have some guys under the tent that go out and do well and, and look for them to do well. Um, it, you know, as long as the Daytona, I, I, I'm assuming the RCMX Daytona staying for next yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I haven't 
that's not confirmed i doubt yet but i mean i enjoy i enjoy daytona man i mean i i going over there and having the pro side and the amateur side is a win-win for us and our application the way that we function because we can be in the pro side you know on saturday and have our our pro night and then we're there sunday monday for the amateur side so it, it that one's cost effective for us to be at minios is local here in florida um we have not taken the semi out to texas for the spring nationals we have taken you know the sprinter or the enclosed trailer we've taken it out there and then as far as you know loretta's goes we've been there the past four years except this year um you know either with or without the semi in the sprinter enclosed trailer whatever it may be so i would like to still dabble in that and stay but you know i can't <laughs> at this moment right now i can't really commit to anything until we see how all this is going to you know map out Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, I mean, that was a long-ass answer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he forgot what he asked. <laughs> uh, I, when you were just talking this now, I was thinking about Triumph. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know either. why either, yeah. But I was just thinking, like, you know, are they, in my head I was thinking, are they just going to go out pro racing on lights and that's it, and they're just going to keep it at that level? Or, or they're, are they going to have, like, support if people want to start using triumphs i was thinking that in my head just now yeah there's all new all kind there's just, a beta too who, yeah there's yeah. all different beta got benny bloss didn't they get colt 45 yes they got colt nichols yeah i think two-year deal it said colt 45 yeah. benny bloss which benny's been a good friend of ours been on the show before and at the compound for a while but now he's moved back up so good for them on the beta side as far as the triumph goes i really can't answer that question oh, i don't know i just <laughs> Speculating in my head. Sorry, boys. Uh, I'm sure I, all that I, comes with time, too. Yeah. I believe they're going to do East Coast or maybe not necessarily East. I believe they are going to do lights only next year. Yeah. That's just, I think that's all they have, right? It's the 250. At the moment, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they have a 450 yet. I believe it's coming the following. Yeah. So You want to talk about people talking crap online. Yeah. About seeing that frame or whatever, and everybody is all like bitter about it. Oh, we got to see the frame. Freaking stupid. It's definitely, it's definitely a weird way to reveal <laughs> yeah, a bike. To reveal your bike. Oh, yeah. This is what the frame looks like. Did yeah. they not drop any other? No, that's it. I figured, like, I was like, oh, whatever. They're going to drop like a video every day for till the whole bike's no, revealed. No, frame, and then they just haven't heard from them. Oh. We only <laughs> care about Cowies over here, anyways. So yeah. <laughs> well, I care about a lot of people, a lot of a lot of yeah. brands, but for us, Cowie is our brand of choice. Uh, so I can't thank them enough. And and like I said before, you know, Fox, Oakley, and, and everything like that. But Kyle, anything else? I mean, now part of part of the Future MX family, man. It's like I'm I'm excited. I, 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 I stuff's changing, even for you guys that have been a part of it for a while. I think adding it all together, the facility, I think it's just opening new avenues to you know to everything as far as the team and and both. So. I'm excited. I can't wait to, to see where this takes us all. I agree. Well, sounds like we might have a vet rider under the, the tent yeah, minios. That, that's what I'm feeling. I think I'm going to be on a bulldozer and a dirt bike racing here soon. It's not <laughs> what it sounds like. The number 28 future of Mex Cali, man. I see it. I feel it. Sugar, anything else you want to add before we wrap her up? No, I'm just glad we finally got a episode going. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and get a little bit more of a regular basis here for everybody. I, I, you know, one of the moms at the track last weekend at Date City was like, man, we always used to listen to the podcast where they've been. So, well, bring her on. Doing it weekly, bi-weekly? We typically, we were doing it weekly. Uh, we were doing it weekly, but we, we took a bit of a break, not intended. I mean, it was not, it didn't purposely go that way. It's just so happened that, you know, 
obviously the land transaction happened. We've been super busy. We had a lot of different things going on with work and life and everything else. So again, I apologize that we haven't done one, but we got one back up and going here right now. We'll try and get another one, you know, scheduled up. We'll start bringing in more guests and get different people involved. And honestly, we'll keep people up to date with, you know, what we're doing between the facility and the team and any announcements. I mean, I think the biggest thing right now that we've got going is, you know, it's just been uh, a massive change in our, our program with this facility. You know, I've never had one before, and that's been a big deal for us. You know, and we're all working really hard at it, trying to get it get it off the ground and get it going. So, Are you going to let the listeners and viewers maybe get like a – you know sneak peek a sneak peek of what the facility looks like or what are you thinking on that you know you know like the drone shot and like look how beautiful this is and yeah. this is what we're doing you could do like uh like triumph did you know just show just something we'll just put the frame of our 24 yeah, just, cali just out do, there and just do like the triumph frame or you know, like, the like the start the, gate of the, the supercross track you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah the door of the building yeah. i don't know well I, the reason so why i asked because brad's probably going to beat you to it well he's with, with his no he's with not. his drone shots he, he will have great drone shots when he's done, which he'll be out there in, I think, about two weeks is what we yeah, talked just about. Just make yesterday. sure he shares those with you so you can post it. Yeah, I'll make sure I get those first and tell him <laughs> that he's got to have some type of exclusive agreement. But uh, honestly, there's just a lot that has to be done. You yeah. know, I mean, we're getting the, the floors done. Uh, we're adding AC units. We're adding uh, the framing is, is going up right now. They're starting to get things closed. I know, up. RJ, he don't want anyone to see it until it's like... Yeah, perfect. I, it's exactly how I feel. I, I I get stressed out right now when I go out and the grass isn't cut perfectly because I I want the place to look like a golf course. Well, I already saw it, so yeah, well, I you, saw it. Yeah. You saw it look like a mess. Yeah. Just don't put any pictures online. When, when I saw, when I saw it, I thought the whole place is on fire. Well, because we were burning a lot. We had a lot of downed trees. We had to get cleaned up and limbs and a lot of debris. But a lot of that has been resolved. Uh, it looks. You know, to me, a lot better. I mean, Kyle, you tell oh, me. But it looks it, a million times better. looks a lot better than what it did even a couple of weeks ago, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not going to be ready to ride and, and do anything out there for a little while. So once we get to that point, then, yeah, we'll get some sneak peeks out there of what we've got going on. I mean, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, I would guess at this moment we've probably got about 30 35% of the, the outdoor track done. Super cross track isn't isn't rideable right now. We're going to shift the entire track uh, to the west a little bit. So that's going to take time. And, you know, once once that gets all up and running, then, yeah, we'll drop some pictures out for you. We'll make sure that you're in the center of it. You can stand on, like, the face of a trip, and we'll put you in there. Oh, I thought I was just going to see it online. I didn't know I was invited out there. Oh, man, you're marketing director now. Oh, well, I, haven't, I don't have the contract. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start working Once on that, that happens, then I'll start doing my marketing genius stuff. It's a week-to-week job. Yeah. Know? <laughs> well, just to wrap up there, uh, uh, Ian's question, huge thank you to all the people that have been a part of us for this season. You know, the 22-23 the season, all, all of the people that made this happen this year, it's it's been in a huge learning experience. I mean, if you look at even the podcast, you know, we started this n- not even a year ago. It was right around September time of last year when we, we even generated this idea. And to look at where we are in one year right now, of having the podcast up, having the team, traveling to pro races for the first time ever that we've never done before, learning what we've learned in Supercross and outdoor racing. I cannot thank all of the people that have been involved, you know, with us enough, which you can see all the logos on the side of the truck and and the people that are in our corner, the people that we try and promote and produce on our YouTube channel and episodes. Uh, It's been a, a fantastic season. We still have two more races to go. So hopefully we'll have another podcast before the end of the season is completely done. But people like Kawasaki and, and Fox Oakley, 
premium outdoor products. Even this year, HBI Racing has been a huge part of our program. Can't thank Matt Bell and HBI Tax enough for everything they did for us during Supercross, and they've had a, a very successful outdoor year, so I wish them the best to continue on. Uh, you know, Pro Taper, Cherby, Step Up MX, 612 Suspension, Race Tech, you know, all of those guys that made this year possible and let us get through this season if anybody needs anything from those people feel free to reach out to us or reach out to them directly and and tell them that we sent you over there because it it truly does take a a village and a team to get all these people going and then as far as the future mx you know side goes with the members you know between kyle cheeseman and uh, you know obviously your family being involved in this and my family you know the sacrifices that that they take the wife and kids and everybody and our good friend uh, Brian Garrison, who's been with us forever uh, in this journey. I mean, like I said, it takes a village, and <laughs> we're out there trying, man. I I can't stress enough how much we're going. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of those people and, and anybody that would be interested, you know, in coming on board for next season. You know, we're Ian Millett with his CNC machine business. You know, we'll put him on the side of the semi. We yeah. can we can make some parts possibly. Let's see, let's see what you need. <laughs> let's see what you need. <laughs> Outside of that, Tyler, anything you want to add? Closing in, wrap up, any questions, anything? No. Oh, thank you. Were you oh, just sleeping over there? <laughs> hey, hey, Tyler, what episode What episode number is this? Uh, we kind of have an option. Since you guys neglected the show for the last two months, it could either be season two, episode one, or it could be episode 30. Oh, 30. I like 30. I didn't even know that we did 30 of these things. Is 30 your number? What's your racing number? No, I just... 30s 30 sounds, sounds like good. a sounds, sounds lo- good sounds like a lot compared to what we you know from the beginning you don't want to start season two one no. well yeah. either either way that he chooses this to ain't netflix it. dude this ain't seasons here <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up feel free to reach out to us on instagram facebook email go to our website let us know any questions anything you want us to answer ask if you got a question for kyle shane myself Tyler Kasha, any question for him? Sleepy Smurf over here. <laughs> anything anything that you've got going on that you want us to discuss on a podcast or if you want us to answer any of those questions, let us know. But I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for your time. Mr. Ian Millett, thank you for joining us today. Kyle Cheeseman, part of the Future MX family now. Sugar Shane, yep. I'm RJ Huss. Thank you. Thanks, guys.